Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Yes, But Am I Wrong? Together... We're gonna tell people who's wrong. I don't. I don't know why I feel the need to like do a different. Like, I didn't know. I thought you were trying to be kin. God damn it! You are coming through with like the good fucking idea, and I'm like, that is not what I was trying to do. But I wish. I I wish I got there too. You know. Hey Barbie. I'm just kidding. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. <laughs> Welcome, Barbies, to. <laughs> But am I watching? And what are we watching today? Barbie, the movie. The movement, the life-changing yeah. encounter, and the defining moment of my life and the internal monologue of people across the world. Oh, yeah. It really, really hit you there. It, it hit you right, right in that, uh, right in the feminist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hit you right in the woman. Right in the kutch. Right in there, <laughs> right in the areola. So I watched it for a second time, as did you. Um. Well, let's not go that far. I did try and watch it for a second time without my meds, and I fell asleep. So, but to be fair, the amount of bonus content that I've watched from, I feel like I know everything about this. Movie. Yeah, I mean, I saw it at the premiere, and um, I realized that I missed about half the movie because people were being loud at the premiere cheering for everyone i can guess one other person who's being too loud the one you've beef with i know okay i just want to make sure people know they don't know who no but they can keep guessing (laughs) there was a red there was a pink carpet yeah people were being loud so i i fully loved it the first time i saw it and then the second time i saw it i was like i missed a lot of things that were here things that were 
valuable lessons and I enjoyed it even more. I saw it like we- weeks after and I and obviously this was during the strike so we didn't talk about it but the I saw it in like the most LA way which to me felt so fucking fitting for Barbie. I saw it in downtown Los Angeles on a rooftop for like mm-hmm. a rooftop movie and the great thing about that which I was like so grateful for cuz I didn't even think about it is you wear headphones and so I one of my things that uh, annoys me about watching comedies in the theater that I also still love when we talked about Dick's the musical it's like I love the infectious laughter of like hearing everybody else laugh but sometimes you can miss things with that mm-hmm. and for you know Barbie for Harry Potter for Marvel movies things that people are really anticipating they'll cheer and shit even if it's not the premiere which I can't stand and so I as soon as like it started and we had the headphones and then I could adjust my own level which I was like I could see Dunkirk in this condition I can never see I can never see one of those movies in in a big theater but it was like watching the sunset while watching Margot Robbie just stun on our screens. Oh I was gosh. like, this is this is Los Angeles. This is Hollywood, baby. Like mm-hmm. Hollywood, Hollyweird. And um, I loved it. And immediately after I texted Melissa and I was like, this movie is my entire personality. Like this, this, this movie is this mm-hmm. is my new favorite movie of mm-hmm. everything about it. And as soon as I we left, I texted Monsa's mom and dad. And his dad is not a movie guy. He only wants to watch old films i always make the joke and i was like well is it in black and white because he's not gonna see it and i was like sir you have to take you have to take the missus to barbie like it is it is actually an immediate need and then i started sending all of these articles from like specific publications i knew he liked and i did all of this and then about two a week and a half or two weeks later they send me a text a selfie of them and the marquee behind them says and then i told Matt's brother and i was like you know i got him to take her to barbie in theaters he was like you're kidding i was like no and she also loved it too I think that's like one of my favorite parts about it is that like once you've seen Barbie, like you connect with women on a different level. You're like, mm-hmm. and I have to share with other women in my life. Like you have to go see this movie. Like this is, this is everything. This is so much. Yeah. It's multi-generational too, because we love it. The older people love it and the children love it. I'm going home a whole week earlier than I would be going because for one of my nieces birthday, they're doing a Barbie party. And I was like, I got to get in there. I got to get my costume. What are you going to dress also, as? Also, I'm going to share you. I'm going to President Barbie, of course. Good. I'm going to share um, um, a website with you if you want to get some Barbie costumes just to have because they are like $25 because it's oh. not Halloween right now. I actually do just want to have these costumes on hand. Yes. You're completely right. So send just, that along. You could just wear them. Like, no, I would just, I would just wear them. the brunch and the dress. Hi. Yeah. Hello. It's me. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> wow. Um, I was going to say, did you see like the, I think it was on Twitter or something. I'm not sure if people talked about it, but that scene when the kids are at the table at lunch and she mm-hmm. walks over that they're supposed to be dressed. They're supposed to represent like Bratz dolls. Yeah. Their names are the Bratz dolls. It took me a second. And I was like, <laughs> genius. And then Bratz, have you seen Bratz reply to it all? Saying like, sorry, we're slutty. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I love, I, I love a Brad stall. I don't know. It, I mean, since it's been weeks now, I don't know if I can find it. But the Brad's TikTok is. Brutal. I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, while you do that, I will explain to people what this is. So uh-huh. we normally do. But am I wrong? Where we tell other people when they're wrong, we share our hot takes and opinions. And we also talk about like celebrity pop culture in the 
you know, the, the cat and categorizing into who we nominate for the worst of the week, worst of the all time, you know, all of those things. But we also have a wonderful set, little variation of this show called But Am I Watching, where we review movies and TV shows, sometimes ones only one of us has seen, other things that are just like very popular and things that we love. And we took a hiatus during the writer strike and the SAG strike because we're, we're in those and we don't want to uh, lose those things. So we did a little acceptable SAG compliant one when we did Dick's musical. But besides that, we haven't done it in forever. And the literally the strike came at the same, like the time right before. It was Barbie the day after. It was the, uh, the day after the premiere was the writer strike. And it was like, we kept saying, like, I wonder if we're going to be able to get the episode about am I watching episode in before strike is because like we all knew that it was coming. But like mm -hmm. when it officially happens, let's see. And so we did miss that. But now we're back and we're ready to talk about it. So we're going to, I mean, the format of this shifts kind of with whatever we're talking, with whatever content we're watching. So we can have hot takes of our own or our thoughts and feelings of our own and takeaways. And then we will read other people's. And for this one, everyone had lots of opinions that we solicited on our Instagram. And then we will each nominate our worst of the movie or the worst, the worst of it all. But don't worry, there's not much. Yeah, I can't find it. Um, That's okay. But they essentially made a video of the dolls that are the ones that they're parroting, mm -hmm. walking into the movie theater and then like going to like they were going to see barbie but then they're like now nah, we're gonna go see something else and i was like come on it was paying homage it wasn't being mean in any way no i mean i i think they do a beef because i'm pretty sure barbie sued brats for making that yes. like and it was like you can't you don't uh this is giving like the fine brothers being like we're gonna trademark the word react and it's like you mm -hmm. actually can't do that like you don't own dolls yeah but you know barbie was also in beef with the Aqua. people that sang, yep, Aqua. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. But I, they still I, got I, yeah. a feature, mm -hmm. a remix. R -r 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 remix! <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible not to do that when you hear that word. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a hot take? Or do I do a have a hot take. And I just want to say this by, uh, that I really love this movie, if you didn't already know. But my hot take is too many feet. Almost on the same level as another director that I will not name, who was controversial, mm -hmm. but it was too much feet stuff in this movie. We saw feet from the very, like, you know, I can understand the iconic stepping out of the hills and Barbie feet still being in the same shape of the hills. But then we got feet so much and I hate feet <laughs> with the passion and I don't want to see anybody's toes and I was seeing too many toes. And they were popping up left and right when they didn't need flat. I, I understand the flat feet part. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't need to see anybody's toes. I did like the joke, though, when they go into human world and she's walking in heels and goes, I don't understand why anybody would wear heels when your feet aren't made like this. Yeah, true. I thought that was funny and a fact. Uh, and because I have been, I went flat feet for two years while we were stuck in our house. I can no longer wear heels the same way that I used to, which was every day. But uh, we didn't need all that feet stuff. 
I this movie is full of references to other things, and I didn't know if she was trying to reference if Greta Gerwig was trying to reference. On it's not Greta. Things. You know who's purposely <laughs> doing it? Margot Robbie. The the foot fetish community is obsessed with her feet because she's in a lot of that man's movies where he is obsessed with feet mm-hmm. and he loves her feet. And there are you will see almost every Margot Robbie movie has like barefoot like that kind of stuff and someone asked her and they were like so do you and she goes no no no. but i just people really like like i'm i'm gonna get the viewer i'm gonna get the viewers like i know if there's a draw for that. that she literally like she has made comments about like it's very clear that like she understands that the foot fetish community really likes her. her I, no, I swear to God, I was like, I'm sure she like when she told Greta, she goes, "We're gonna need, we're gonna need a couple more feet shots." Like people love my feet, and I'm telling you, well, it'll get them well, in the I seats. Don't. It'll get them I talking. I they knew I was gonna be there anyway, and they were like, yep. we don't need like less feet for her, but for no. these people that probably won't come see the movie, let's get some feet in there." Yeah, let's, it was too let's, much. Uptake those, uh, the SEO, get more people taking screenshots, you know, <laughs> circulate that. Yeah. So, so that's my hot take. Well, as someone who also doesn't love feet, I, I didn't need it, but I, I, I understood why she did that. And I love pandering to people. <laughs> um, so I have a couple of hot takes. One, the marketing budget was 100% worth it. And it was like $2 million or something. Like the marketing budget was more expensive than the budget for the movie. No, not $2 million. It was like 20 million. Because I was like, that was not a $2 million movie. It's a two something, whatever it was. But the marketing, but the whole budget for Barbie overall was pretty much split 50-50, like production and marketing, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were like, well, Barbie sells itself. Like it's Greta Gerwig and it's Margot Robbie and it's also Barbie. So like you don't need to do that much. But I think it was fantastic and great. I think all of the collabs were fantastic and great. And I think because of that, they were able to make so much money in merchandise that they were then able to keep the very like targeted Mattel jokes because Mattel was still stacking Mm -hmm. the cash. And I think if it had been a less of a marketing budget and less of like a push for physical product, I don't think that we would, there would have been as much leeway and freedom with the script. So I think it was well worth it. And they made a meta joke about that in the movie where there's the one guy that's always on his iPad trying to see how much money they're going to bring in. And it was referenced a few times, but mainly when America Gloria was like, um, why isn't there just like a regular Barbie? And it was like, nobody would buy that. And then the marketing guy was like, actually, everyone would buy this. Like, I just thought it was great. And I really hope the social team for Mattel got such big bonuses because they're vastly underpaid and they did so much. My other one is, it's too short of a movie. I would love to see it was an extended two hours cut. long. I know, it's too short. It's not enough. I need more. Like, I just need more. And I think it was edited perfectly. Like, I don't think yeah. they cut anything. Like, there's a lot of times I'll watch a movie where you're like, this makes no, you should have, you should have kept, you know that they always film far more and mm-hmm. they have to cut for time. Mm-hmm. This was one that, like, I could just watch it. Uh, like, I can play it as soon as it ends. I'm going to just start watching yeah. it again. Like, it's a yep. perfect movie, but I just, I wish I could watch it forever. Like, I wish I closed my eyes and it was on the back of my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And another one, which I'm not going to elaborate on, Simu Lee was well casted. Second, um, and uh, my third and final, is the only thing missing from this movie was Trixie Mattel. That is the only thing I that was missing. I said the same thing. I was like, where the hell is Trixie? Yep. 
I desperately need to know if it was I it had to be scheduling conflicts because there's just no I just feel like Trixie would make it happen because even Issa playing President Barbie there was some scheduling conflicts and like there's scenes where like she you can only see her in like one shot and they filmed around it I feel like they could have made it so the only thing that for Trixie where it could have been scheduling conflicts is depending on her contract at Netflix and her contract at is Discovery where her renovation show is because if it's a streaming platform sometimes in your contracts they're they're less likely to approve something like that's a studio that's like a direct like that's that so like that's the only thing I could think of is like it's a scheduling conflict on top of that it's like she's in the midst of filming something that she can't get out of because it's for also for Mm -hmm. media in that sense yeah but still they should have given her like something where she's like she premiere. no she wasn't there this just in Mattel hates Trixie Mattel that's I think I'm I I have photos I don't think she was at the literally if you google Trixie Mattel Barbie Barbie movie oh no she was there she was there okay yeah, I do remember. I think I have a picture of her in my phone. Yes, she was there. Yeah, devastating. That was like the that was the thing that and maybe maybe like release the DVD with an extended cut and that's the scene. Like yeah. like Trixie's in the scene. Yeah, I can just like they could have just filmed something real quick and inserted her. Like what's his name? Um the wrestler that you don't like. John's you know John I'm warming C- up to him, okay? Okay. Okay. I am warming like up his, to him. He was literally just on the lot. He wasn't originally supposed to be in the movie at all. And Greta was just like, do you want to come do this scene? (laughs) And they just stuck him in. (laughs) And he got, I don't know where he went because his wig looked better than what's her name. (laughs) It was like, yeah, Dua Lipa who stepped on my heel leaving the premiere. Did you say thank you? (laughs) (laughs) And it looked like it was growing out of his scalp. Like, I don't know who did his weave but no it was, it was great it was phenomenal there's also something to be said about when you've got that short hair or that bald head the way that that wig will lay down and just seamlessly <laughs> blend in it's that is it's gorgeous it yeah. looked it looked gorgeous yeah i i did really love that but yeah i i would think that there would have been something at least like just a little bit like that i don't know maybe it's like that they don't want to endorse because her drag name is mattel like that it's like but i don't know but they, yeah, I feel like there, it was meta enough because there were so many other references in here mm-hmm. that if this was just a straight, like, like a G movie, that it would never would have made it to this. Oh, yeah. Um, like movie references that were parodied in this film. Yeah. I think you're right that it could it maybe not even in the movie, but in like a cameo or in the real world. That would have mm-hmm. been really funny. Mm-hmm. Like having Trixie in the yeah. real world. And then her passing by and being like, my influence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or having Trixie Mattel in a meeting at Mattel. Like, that yeah. would have been funny, too. Yeah. And even, like, if it was in the real world and they're just passing each other in, in Venice. And it's just like, we just get Trixie and just get... Margo. Barbie. And you, it didn't have to be filmed at the same time. But we get yeah. it right. So... But I agree you with know, you. If I get a little oracle, that's one of the three questions I'm fucking asking. Like, why wasn't Trixie Mattel in the movie? Because there has to be a reason. Mm-hmm. And whatever the reason is, it was not good enough. And she should have been in it. And that's all of my hot takes. That's really all I of them. do have other thoughts that aren't necessarily hot takes that I just want to share 
why when they went to when they went to LA, why weren't they in Malibu? Why were they in Venice? Logistical where are they fucking gonna film in Malibu? It doesn't matter. They could just say they could have just they said were... it was Malibu. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Because it, yeah, people think that's what Malibu looks like, yes. but like truthfully, like Malibu is homes. So, like there's nowhere yes. you could do, and there's no way you're getting a filming permit for the Malibu pier. No. But like I filmed there, stealing shots. Yeah, but also like you don't want. There's nothing. It's there's just nothing stores. There. It's like, just in restaurants. Yeah. Uh huh. But you could have just said because they're also saying that that you can walk from Malibu to Century that's City sad. in two seconds. I am too. And then also that the Barbie headquarters was in LA. Barbie headquarters is in El Segundo. Uh-huh. Like, that's where it is. <laughs> yeah, but no so one's pers- that's why I'm saying like they could have just said movie magic. Mm-hmm. I love that Century City got name dropped multiple times because yes. for anyone who does not live in LA, like I can't I can't stress to you how just random that is. Like just yes. Century like when I tell Century you, like, City is just business, business, business. It is plus the my mall. old agency and the mall. That is the only <laughs> thing that's there, and a car dealership. Like that's literally it, and it's just so funny. It's also for anyone who doesn't know, um, for downtown LA in a lot of movies, it's Century City with their shooting. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's because there's not so many one way streets. Yes, but that made me laugh so hard. But you're right, I guess. Yeah, Malibu. I think I, I thought that walking out of the theater too. That I was like, we're just not gonna get. Malibu, but Venice is funnier comedic wise, and people aren't necessarily going to know that that's not Malibu. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because they, they were like, we're at the Barbie headquarters, and it was, they had, they literally had a picture of the Hollywood sign outside of the headquarters. Mm-hmm. I do love the movie magic of LA because I'm like, these are, pe- these are LA people referencing. Like, I wondered what, okay, on the movie, I go, do you think people who don't live in LA, like, are, like, I need people, everyone who's seen the movie loved the movie. I need them to move to Los Angeles for five years and then watch the mm-hmm. movie again and see how much fucking funnier it is. Like, I was like, yes. thank you, Greta. Like, I just feel so seen in this that, that we're just referencing so much, so much Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It was so good. One of my other no, just thoughts and feelings, the Billie Eilish song, did it win a Grammy? It's or is been it just nominated. They haven't had the, yeah, they haven't had the ceremony yet. Everything's it, been pushed, you know. Oh, yeah, you're right. It needs to win. That song makes the movie like i think it is one of the best i i struggle with like i love a song written for a movie but most of the time it's like so clearly for the movie and you're like this is just a little this one it like encompassed like the feeling you have from the movie and mark ronson did the produced the soundtrack Mm-hmm. And I mean, Mark Ronson is a very great producer, but what I think he did really, really, really well is he was like, I need women writing and yep. singing these songs because if fucking Maroon 5 made a song for, it would not be the same. No. And like no. this to me, it was like, oh, wow. Yeah, you, and I like that they had different ages of people who were writing uh-huh. these songs. And so like, you really have like a early 20s person like like billy writing it and it was just so fucking good and the use of it and the fact that they changed to make the like orchestra like the instrumental kind of like piano little dude mm-hmm. and like having that sprinkled in to like really build that crescendo of like the full song was just so beautiful and like i we've said this offline but i'm like this is a movie that in film classes should be taught in the sense of like yeah nothing was missed like everything through through all of it you can analyze every Uh single thing about it and find more things like this is what english teachers think certain books are like when they're like now what does this represent what Mm -hmm. is this color and it's like no no we're just we're grasping at straws here but this is one that like 
it is so complex. And then there's also things that are so simple and just straightforward, but all of it together is like the most harmonious version of a, of a movie. Like this is in the words of Harry Styles, this is a movie that feels like a real movie. Yep. I was with um, some friends and there were a couple, like actually just one Gen Z person that was amongst the millennials. And they were like, I don't understand why they didn't use, I thought they would have went younger with the cast. Like, Teen, late teens and early 20s and i was like what like you're gonna Barbie miss because doctor the whole right <laughs> she's the whole there's a whole woman barbie the, we have a president barbie you can't be president till no. you're 35 uh-uh. <laughs> you'll miss a lot of the meaning behind things if you would have went younger because the whole point was like even when you're an adult like there are things from your childhood that you still need even when you have your own child like you'd mm-hmm. miss all of that it wouldn't yeah. be the same at all well brats are young that's like the mm-hmm. whole thing that like barbie barbie's barbie's a career woman and in order yes. to be a career woman she's had think about how many careers she's had she mm-hmm. she's she's had trips around the truthfully barbie should have been 107 years old like i <laughs> would have been a little more accurate like age-wise for everything that she's done and she would need a time turner necklace um, yeah. from Harry Potter. But like, yeah, like I, I think that the the generational aspect of it is played really well. And because Barbie is technically like ageless, you have mm-hmm. Gloria, America Ferrera's character, you have her relating to her daughter, but then her being like looking at Barbie as a Mick, like looking at Barbie as if Barbie is like a mentor or older than her, yeah. but like, not in a sense of like, oh, I look, it's like, I look up to you. I was obsessed with you, but mm-hmm. like not saying that Barbie is permanently a teenager. And therefore when she ages up to be above Barbie, it's like, no, 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 this is, this is this ageless, like infinite kind of being that will like always revert you back to girlhood, which is incredibly uh, nuanced and also relatable because we all have those, like those things that just take you straight back to that. Like you don't ever age above it. Yeah. And even like that scene where she's like, mad that she's getting cellulite and then she goes not i think it's like 10 minutes later she goes um and when they're in venice no at wherever they are and there's Mm -hmm. and she's sitting on the park bench and then sees the elderly lady with wrinkles and all and she's like you're so beautiful and she's crying that's the moment she becomes an empath when she's looking around and it's like she's accepted and then you know once we get to the end of the movie she wants to be a real Mm -hmm. woman so accepting those things about yourself you're not gonna get that with the 18 year old (laughs) yeah and so that scene too because i've watched every feature and interview about this that was like the one scene that the hardest one that they were trying to cut and greta gerwig was like no the movie doesn't make any sense without this like Mm -hmm. this is this is the movie this is the meaning of the movie and it's like a lot of these guys at like corporate and they're just like no i just feel like what doesn't it doesn't make any sense she's like it doesn't matter like it makes like without this like the movie is nothing there is no point Mm -hmm. to make the movie without this like it loses everything and Mm -hmm. they just like couldn't understand it and then now that it's out and it's like well also this is why we need more more women working in those jobs but like you see that afterwards and it's like it is the whole crux of the film of like what it means to be like human what it means to be alive and like the aspect of aging of that like and the generational as the generational parts of it is like you have a young person who's looking at the same being like oh my god you're so like out of touch and like not cool and like i don't like like this i'm way cooler than you and then you have this the character barbie like looking at these older women of being like wow i want to be like you this is so cool and Mm -hmm. then by the end you have 
the younger character being like, actually, I want to be like you and I want to be like me. Like, this is really cool. And that is that is the point of aging. And again, like you're right, we wouldn't have been able to have that at 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 eight at 18 or even a little bit older than that. Like you need Mm -hmm. (laughs) those frontal lobes to be fully developed, especially because like Barbie doesn't have frontal lobes yet. Like Barbie's Mm -hmm. it's just air up in there. (laughs) <laughs> until the end it's just it's just i don't think those head, those heads are not solid because you can squish them no you can squish them yeah. i remember doing that a lot <laughs> and that's why all your barbie barbies are weird barbie what was your first barbie do you remember i didn't have that many barbies i know my favorite barbie was a gymnastics barbie that i named emica after the pop star in rugrats mm-hmm. i remember yep and I liked that one because I could, I did gymnastics growing up and dance. So I liked that I could make her like do walkovers and do like all that kind of stuff. I didn't like the Barbies who like, just like couldn't really move. And then I definitely had the pregnant Barbie and where you like with a magnetic stomach and then there's a little baby in it and you mm-hmm. could take it on and off. And I'm sure my first Barbie was like a yard sale kind of old one. And then I also remember I had like either a winter Barbie or a millennium Barbie that like I wasn't allowed to take out of the box, which I yeah. thought was so stupid. My cousin, she had all the Spice Girls Barbies and she wouldn't take them out of the box. And I was like, bitch, what are we doing here? Like take them, like, let's fucking play. I was like, what the fuck? And she was older than me. And I, to this day, I'm like, did you, did you sell them? Like, what did you do with that? So, but those are the only ones I really remember having. And then I had a Teresa, mm-hmm. but I didn't have as many. Yeah, I didn't have that many Barbies I don't know if they were more expensive or we just, it was just, it was more, it was too, it was more expensive than what we could afford, but like, or they just didn't want to, but the ones I had, I like loved, but I was like the, my Emika one was like, she was my girl. Mm-hmm. It was really just, that was the one. And I had, I had some Bratz. I had a Bratz motorcycle. See, I was too, by the time Bratz came out, I was a teenager. I so. love them because their heads were so much bigger. And so their makeup was <laughs> fucking cool. Cause there was more space. There's yeah. more real estate for that makeup gorgeous what was yours so when i was little it was hard to find a black barbie it's very much different now but uh chrissy was the black barbie so i had chrissy was first and then had a bunch of them there and i was looking at the end of the barbie movie they showed the original chrissy and she has a fur like mine i was like i need one of those too cute plastic or do they do the synthetic they did synthetic hair oh i would love to see that yeah it's at That's the cute. if you watch it at the end, it's there. Oh, like they okay. they do they show different Barbies, which the end of the movie with I gotta talk about. Um, they have what is his name? One of the kins. I'll talk about it after I talk. But the Barbies that I had, um, I had the holiday Barbies, which I wish I still had those. I had like the special edition Barbies, a lot of those. Um, and then I went through a phase where I'm like, I don't like Barbies. I'm not playing with Barbies, but then I would just sneak and play with them. Yep. It was just for show. Like now as an adult, I have like two <laughs> Barbies uh-huh. that I took out because of the movie. I took out of my closet because they were sitting in the closet and I was like, now I'm putting them up. So I've got President Barbie and it's the one that says like, first all female take it because it was when Hillary was run- running and they thought that she was going to win. And so <laughs> I love Barbie's faith. Uh-huh. And so now I have that one behind my book that Issa Rae bought and then I have director Barbie which is behind my directing books so I love that I want to go to the store and like see if there's any cute Barbies and just like buy them like I want a Barbie me too their clothes are not nearly as chewable as Polly Pocket clothes but I'll take it (laughs) 
how did you uh i don't know definitely micro pocket clothes they were so I, tiny well i was also Without somewhat smaller choking on them i mean i've definitely ingested some microplastics but like i ingest <laughs> microplastics every time i floss my teeth so yeah but i i would love to get some more like i always just thought they were so like pretty like that was like mm-hmm. the thing about barbie it was like just so pretty but i was also very picky about the outfits and because like i didn't have a lot anytime i was getting one i would like i need her to come with multiple outfits because this is this is important to me and then if you lose a barbie shoe but the little pink pumps oh it's over who keeps the shoes you kept the shoes it was no they're pretty much as soon as they, unless they were <laughs> unless they were uh the boots boots that came up they, they were gone immediately i tried so hard to keep track of all my the amount of times i've just lost anything with barbies any hair accessories gone anything mm-hmm. gone 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 but i was like this might be surprising to some people or maybe not i was the exact opposite like internally i am a weird barbie the way that i looked at people who defaced their barbies with drawing on them or cutting their hair or doing anything like i was like no 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 like my barbie's like i was so meticulous about like no not a hair can be out of place like their outfit has to be on all right like if someone's wanting to wear a different pair of shoes with the outfit, like no that's the wrong thing that is not supposed to mm-hmm. go with that and it's like oh why don't you cut the barbie's hair like oh this would be really cute. i'm like i literally never like i no, no 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 i would rather die than doing anything like that and to this day like, i still could never ever do this i couldn't even like fold pages in books or like people who highlighted books i was like oh, no those aren't against the it's against like the rules either. i don't like against that the rules. so um i never did that with weird barbies but i we all had friends who did that yep melanie did it and i'll get mad my friends who like, my friends whose parents divorced early <laughs> were always the ones who were like let's make our barbies have sex and i was like what's sex like let me tell you and i was like damn Ooh. children of divorce are learning about this shit way faster and then very yeah. quickly we all learned about it because then i think we almost all became children of divorce <laughs> this is funny uh and then i just wanted to talk about at the end they showed uh well we saw them in weird barbie area uh sugar daddy ken and who was part of the palm beach gold but he was sugar i don't know who was on the mattel team that was like yeah this is what we need to do because sugar was the name of the dog and so he was he was his dad so they called so it was like a nickname sugar daddy because of the dog's name what and then we also saw earring magic kin mm-hmm. and he was this is why you need diversity in the room because he was made based off a picture like pictures that they saw of like gay guys and well they didn't i don't know if the people that knew that they were creating magic earring can that they were taking pictures of gay guys but they just wanted like a cool like la scene can (laughs) and so in the movie he has on a chain that says barbie on it but the actual doll had a cock ring and they didn't know it was a cock ring when they made it and so that's why he was discontinued because on his necklace was a cock ring on it and so was it a pearl <laughs> necklace with a cock ring because that's no, it a wasn't double a, it wasn't whammy. a pearl but it was a necklace with a cock ring on it and when they realized that he had already been put out so then they discontinued him and in the movie at the end when they show him they show a full body picture and he doesn't have the cock ring on but the the headshot of it does but they cut the necklace off so you can't see it 
Oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I also just looked it up and there is a website called Mattel Creations, which I don't know if this is real. Like if it's actually Mattel or if it is Mattel Creations. It looks like it's actually Mattel. Yeah. So they have, they, you can buy Sugar Daddy Ken doll in pastel suit with dog from Barbie the movie. <laughs> oh and it's just They're so funny. Into it. I love yeah. it. That's hilarious. That does remind me that I do want to give one more shout out before we go on to reading other people's hot takes, which is congratulations to Michael Sarah for booking a job and performing a role that is now the second time that I have found you. This is this is this is your role of a century. I used to think Juno was like that was Michael like that was the best of the best, and Michael Sarah's depiction of Alan. And Alan as a concept and finding out that Alan was a real doll and Alan as a character was so fucking good in the movie. And I remember when the cast list came out, I was like, Michael Sarah? Like, what is Michael? Michael Sarah to me seems like someone who would like make fun of the Barbie movie and be like, this is silly. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry I doubted you, Michael. May I call you Mike? Mikey? Mikey, you crushed it. Like, it was so fucking funny. And I loved everything about it like I loved everything about it the casting I think was was just perfect like there's no Mm -hmm. one that I have to be like oof because again I think everyone was so well casted yeah and uh as I said when we did the Fisting Friday episode that we had to turn around real quick I take back everything I said about Mr. Gosling being cast as Ken he was perfect and we couldn't talk about it at the time but he 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 and Simu Lee were perfectly cast and, and they uh, could not have played each other's roles. It no. would have not been authentic nor no. real. No. And this was the creme de la creme. So authentic and real. They did what they needed to do and they exceeded my expectations. So mm-hmm. we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, 310 Nutrition. They're helping us, our listeners, all of you in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options of flavors and preferences. And I love a good option. I love an array. I love picking and choosing what I love. And I love these products. They make the most delicious protein shakes that I've had called the all-in-one shake. And when I say delicious, I mean like these don't taste like protein shakes. They're just very flavorful and actually taste like the flavor that they say they are. I have the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, and the caramel sundae. Um, I like to drink them as is, or I've also like mixed them together. So I've done like half of a chocolate Ooh. bliss plus half of a caramel sundae. And it is so delicious. Tasty. Um, they have a protein blend of plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave you feeling full. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. I love their hydrate. It is so good for me. I've talked about this before so many times. Your girl needs electrolytes constantly, every day, at all times. And what I love about theirs is the variety of flavors. So lemon, lime, my favorite, strawberry, peach mango, another delicious one, wild berry, watermelon, and cucumber. Hydrate Point supercharges water with all the key vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. So one stick of hydrate mixed into 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me. (gasps) Oh, if only they could see the video. Melissa's holding up our next sponsor, who we love. No way. Yes way. And guess who our sponsor is? Way. (laughs) I have loved way products for so long, but I have to say that in the last month or so whenever we started doing ads with them and I got sent some new things I've never tried before I have been having the best hair days of my entire life to to be to be perfectly frank I've been having gorgeous and easy hair days 
Yeah, um, I had to uh, go out of town for a family emergency. I've talked about it on the podcast. And um, I usually do not like to fly with um, a lot of hair things. I'll usually use what's at my parents' house. And um, I was like, nah, I, I like this stuff too much. I packed everything. I packed everything that they sent us. It's just so, so good. I love their detox shampoo. I am someone who like the front part of my scalp or hair or whatever gets really dry. But then the nape of my neck, especially if I sleep with a bonnet on, I'll sweat in the night. And so then the parts of my back, like th- that's getting all dingy. But then also sometimes when you wear like your little front pieces, it can get like oily extra quickly. All of this to say, I have never used a clarifying shampoo that gets my hair so clean without being like dry and squeaky and like, oh gosh, I can't keep using this. This is not good. Like it just gets everything out of your hair, totally refreshes. But I cannot say enough good things about the hair gloss. Like, oh, the hydration, the shine, the, the gorgeous body that it gives your hair. It's fantastic. And I'm someone who has, I have lighter hair, so it doesn't get really shiny normally. And it's also bleach damage. So sometimes the ends, especially now, I need a haircut. They get really tangled and hard to brush through. When I use the hair gloss and then I give myself a little blowout at home, my hair looks stunning and it feels stunning. And that style lasts for a lot longer than most of my other hair days. Yeah, I'll use the detox shampoo and then also the leave-in conditioner and then let my, I'll twist my hair out and let it dry. And then I'll finish it with the hair gloss. And I love the way that it just like makes my curls pop. And it also smells so, so So good. good. It smells like a salon. Mm -hmm. I feel like my head's in a basin, but my neck isn't hurting. (laughs) It's like, it's the best of both worlds. That is a great analogy. So we've been talking about Way's new hair gloss. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. It provides immediate shine, helps treat damage. What Megan just talked about, she has some chemically damaged hair and it enhances your color vibrancy. And according to a customer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looked shinier, healthier, and smoother. And we were not in that study, but we are telling you that we also agree that our hair was looking shinier, healthier, and smoother. Way has so many bestsellers. They're leaving conditioner, detox shampoo, like we talked about, their fragrances and their hair oil, which I love, especially when I'm wearing my hair naturally wavy to like break the cast. Doesn't weigh my hair down at all. Super lightweight. And they're just, everything they make is so good. They have not made a product that I haven't, not only like haven't like disliked, like I haven't loved, like I love everything they do. And we're just such a huge fan. So please keep sponsoring our show (laughs) because... You have a customer in me for life. Me too. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code BLAME for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Promo code BLAME. And now we're getting to, but are you wrong? Which is you sending in your hot takes, lukewarm takes, thoughts and feelings about the movie. And we will discuss. First up, women who claim they hated Barbie make me uncomfy. None of them ever have a reason for it. It's always just vibes. Even if it was purely a vibes movie, let women have some pink gingham. I also love the maybe it's Barbie and it's Ken. Neither of them needed each other to be their own toy slash human slash person figure. So for the first part, I wholeheartedly agree with that like I think that if you've ever seen those like astrology memes that it's like a it'll be like 
a Leo and then a fully mature, real self-realized Leo who's done all of the emotional labor and work. And it's like showing like the, the different possibilities of like who you are, like the toxic things you do and then the mature evolved things that you do. This reminds me of that, of like women who like really hated this movie. I'm like, don't write it off. Watch it in a couple of years. Like see mm-hmm. what this is there because like, I think at any time that I would watch it, I would have a different feeling about it. And I think even men who watch it will feel different. Like it will have it like Moth was like, this is, yeah, this was like really good, but like, he's not going to get it the same way. And I think like as women, we go, well, by default, I'm a woman. So therefore I, I, I'm going to get it the same way. And it's like, no, no, that's the best part about it is it is different of any age that you watch it and where different spots in your life, things are going to hit you differently. Yeah. I, I mean, even just watching it a couple months after I watched it initially, there are so many things that I understood more. And I think that no matter how many times you watch this movie, you're going to pull things out of it that you didn't the first time or the second time or the third time that you saw it. Like yeah. even like my niece is seeing it, seeing it at nine years old. I feel like when they're 16 and they watch it, it's going to be different. When they're 22 and they watch, it, it's going to be different. When they're 30, they watch, it, it's going to be different. Well, I think it's kind of going to be like Barbie in the sense that if you watch it when you're nine or 10, you love it. And then you get to like 15, 16, you're like, I'm way too cool for this fucking mm-hmm. movie. And then you're going to like love it again when you're at college and you're lonely in your dorm and you're like, oh, wow. And then, you know, it's going it, to, I think it'll, it'll go through that kind of like, it'll mirror the reception and like how we tie Barbie to like girlhood and womanhood and all of that, which I think is cool. And I also mm-hmm. think that like, again, I agree, even if it was just vibes and just eye candy, we deserve eye candy. Like that's one of the reasons I get really annoyed when people like talk shit on Sofia Coppola movies and just say that they're just like pretty images and stills. And I'm like, first of all, that's really hard where anytime you pause a movie, it should look like it's a fucking like masterpiece. Like that's very hard to do. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of planning that goes into that. But like women have to be pretty in order to be heard. And so like, therefore, if something is purely just pretty, like pay attention more and like listen closer because the reason that we have to go above and beyond doing that is to be taken serious, like to do other avenues. So like if it's something is that gorgeous and well put together, it's because y- you had to put a bow on it. You had to do that right. to show it this way. And we people watch fucking multiple seasons of Riverdale for the exact same reason, for just, for just the ice cream, cotton candy, pretty <laughs> color schemes. But that is how I got Mats' dad like, actually sold him wanting to watch it because he loves all those old movies and I was telling him how most of the things were practical and how the sky and it was all like references like singing in the rain and like Gene Kelly things where they really made it that like old school fantastical old movie kind of way which Mm -hmm. also gorgeous right and they like during production Greta was like I need more money (laughs) and they're like here you go she spent like twice as much as what her budget was during the middle of the movie they ran out of that shade of pink yeah. Yep. Like there was a shortage of pink mm-hmm. paint and they spent so long trying to get that, like the, like the right shades and all of that. And it's just, I also loved how many, and all the behind the scenes things, how many fucking women are on that set. And as yes. someone who has produced a movie and like made sure that the majority of above the line and below the line were women, it is a whole different fucking experience of like making mm-hmm. a project. And then you have Ryan Gosling and all of the men talking about how and even Michael Sarah was like how much better of an experience it was making this movie that they're like I want to work with I want to work with female directors most of the time now mm-hmm. like this is just this is just better and it's true it's fully true so good someone said after everything that happens Barbie apologizes to Ken and he doesn't apologize back true to life but didn't make it easier to deal with 
that was like a big, I think that's the biggest critique that people have of the movie is that there was too much Ken. Barbie apologized to Ken at the end. And that was the most real part of like the whole thing. Yeah. Like that was something that I immediately noticed. And I was like, because that's what happened. And I noticed myself clocking, like getting annoyed with how much screen time Ken was having. And then immediately it was like that fire in my stomach and then like being put out by ice cold. And I was like, oh, there you go. This is, a, mm-hmm. this is common. This is, this is what I know why now. Mm-hmm. And that was one that like, because Ken is so fucking oblivious to it. And then is like, I need more. Like, I'm not getting any of this. And it's like, you actually can't even see because from your inherent born privilege, you don't even know what you are. You don't even know how much you're already benefiting from this. You already don't know how much you're centered in all of this. Like, we can only know because we're not in that. And it's like, oh, good God. Like, fucking hell. Uh Uh-huh. There's a reason why it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the aspect of, like, well, the Ken's, like, because someone at the end was like, oh, they want, like, a quality or whatever. And I was like, well, no, this is just, that's the bare minimum of what you can have. Like, that's just, like, Mm -hmm. that's that's the only thing we're being, like, that's the most realistic thing we're already being denied. And like, that's the offer here. But also like the fact that Barbie had to have, that Barbie had to have a man and have a Ken. Like clearly Barbie doesn't give a shit about this, but like they're she keeping him around. Uh-huh. No one's buying, people aren't really buying Ken. Like it's one of those things that it's right. like, Ken, if Ken was performing the way a Barbie performed, like would have been dropped off the shelves already. But it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, we have to have that because it is just like a, like expect a societal expectation of this and like her disinterest in this it's not cruel. It is just like the realistic aspect of regardless if you want a man there, a man's going to be centered in it, even in this perfect world, because this perfect world was yep. also created by men, which was like the yep. really great. We're not created by created is upheld by men in this. Upheld. Which by I was you. like, oh, great fucking commentary. But yeah, I mean, I would love a perfect movie that has absolutely no meaning at all, where it's just all the Barbies and just like, they're just having fun. And like, I don't need anything Mm -hmm. bad to happen. I don't need any plot. Like I just need, it's just like a live stream of the Barbies, just like having a good time. Yeah. I'm also okay with that. I'm okay with that too. But then we wouldn't have, the movie wouldn't have the meat. Yeah. America Ferreira's monologue about women isn't groundbreaking. It's stuff we already know. Exactly. That's That's the point. point. (laughs) Immediately after that, she says... Immediately after that, and this is a quote from a movie, giving voice to the cognitive dissonance, you rob it of its power. Like, that's why, like, we know this. And so, like, that helped snapped the noble peace Barbie out of her fog because you said it. Like, it was something that she knew in her head, but she said it, so then it snapped her out of it. And so, like, it was something that, if this is something that the that society as a whole truly believed, not just like these are things we know, but actually believed, then we the world wouldn't be as we wouldn't live in this patriarchy that we live in. Yeah, and I and I think like that's what you, we take away and understand as people over the age of like twenty five. But like when you're younger, there are young people who are going to hear that and. It is a it is a privilege to watch that and see that and go, I've already unpacked all of that and I already know that. But mm-hmm. like that is a, unfortunately a privilege, like depending on where you grow up, like, yes, it is about how much your brain is developed, but also like depending on the area and the community that you're in, like there's a lot of there's a lot of women who like don't snap out of that. They don't wake up from mm-hmm. that. Like they're still in that. So hearing that is kind of a oh, wow, I've never had this conversation with anyone before or I've never thought these thoughts or I've never 
put this two and two together that these things are a result of the patriarchy and that these things are happening to not just me and this isn't a me problem and the same thing that happens like to younger people so like that's one of the takeaways i think will be an introduction to the patriarchy and feminism in like a very underhanded way to Mm -hmm. a lot of young people where they can get away with watching this and taking that into people who the way that she phrased the monologue if you are if you understand all of this and you are progressive and uh, feminist in your views, it is a stating that. But if you're not, it is also said in a way that is not a feminist dog whistle in the sense of yeah. like people are, it's not going to turn away the people to go, well, now I'm immediately out. There's no mansplaining. Like, it's not like there's, there's trigger words or those things. Like it's really crafted in a way that um, has a big, deeper meaning to unpack the more educated the more understanding you are on the whole concept but it's also a great introductory opening into this world into this dialogue and discourse for people of all backgrounds and even men like i think that's also a very fucking important thing for men to hear yeah and then also after she said it then sasha like gives props to stereotypical barbie for like basically restating what gloria had just said and calls her white savior barbie best line of the movie yeah, and then she and then stereotypical Barbie go immediately goes, No, it's your mom, and recognizes like this woman of color said this. Like it's layered as of things that do happen in society where mm-hmm. and also like having Sasha say that as a younger generation is also the voice to what you were just saying too. Yeah. And I think like everything in this movie is under the lens of women don't get to direct movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And when we don't get to direct movies for women and the people who are greenlighting all this and saying, oh, giving okays and stuff like are men who's like capitalism. So like Greta Gerwig has to write it in a way that it is palatable for an audience who might be not receptive to this. And also knowing that that audience is the people who have to approve this as well. So like she's Mm -hmm. writing it in a covert kind of walk wraparound sort of way that feels very digestible at first glance. And like the first time you hear it and watch it, which I think was cool. Cause like, they mean, they built it up in press where people were saying that like America was saying that she, when she got the script and that she had to do this, she was like, fuck, like this is, this is like, this is a very heavy, like weighted moment of the movie. And she also like, I think she had said she had a little bit of hesitancy about Barbie as a a whole because she didn't feel represented by Barbies growing up. And so this role for her was like, this was very important that it, it, it it addressed that that she was she mm-hmm. was paying homage and doing a service to younger her too. People are saying like, oh yeah, that they like cry like I mean Ryan Gosling like it was like really impactful for all of that and like the crew members and like all of that and it's because even at the most surface basic level in taking that like it's a lot and then the it, you, everyone's going to interpret that and feel that differently, but it all in so, all still the, the same in a relatable sense. So I think like. I think there's no better way she could have written it. Like, I think if you hear Greta Gerwig talk about things, like she will say things like in, she will expand on it in a much deeper, more PhD level. But this was, this showed how great of a writer that she is. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Me too. And I fucking love America Ferreira. Like, I love her so much. I think of all the, when the cast came out, I was like, cool, stoked, stoked, stoked. Swipe, swipe, swipe. America Ferrera, I'm like, my ass is in the fucking goddamn seat. Like, she's my, me, was she's like, my girl. I've always thought America Ferrera was great, but I don't think I had ever seen her in anything. Si se puede? You've never seen? No. 
Did, I was older when that came out. And like well, she's a couple years older than me, but like I wasn't I was never I wasn't really watching Disney Channel at that time anymore. And so like I had never really seen her or anything. And then after I saw this movie, your- you know, <laughs> I immediately went home and started watching Ugly Betty. <laughs> she goes, Where can I see the most episodes of America Rare? She goes, mm-hmm. Ugly Betty. My ass is yep. there. And I did, and I watched, I finished it up a couple weeks ago, and phenomenal. Like, she's so good. She's phenomenal. Is, she's, I've always known that, but I never actually saw her anything. Yeah, you were like, no, I know you're great, but I just, I, yeah. I don't, I don't even need to see your work to know like, you're I've great. Like, I've always been a fan know. of hers, but for yep. what? <laughs> Existing. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't. Being the America I serve. Yeah, truly being, like, I pledge allegiance to America Ferreira. hmm Standing or sitting. Whatever she wants to do, I'm pledging my allegiance. Yes. Another one we'll have to do is Sister of the Traveling Pants. She I is, know. well, because she plays, this is like, you, you'll see even in, I mean, even in Gotta Kick It Up too, but really specifically in uh, Sister of the Traveling Pants, like this is the role that she plays. Like this is like, she is, there is a, there is a feel, like everyone else has that same feeling that you do, that like you fucking trust her and you love her, even if you haven't mm-hmm. seen her or anything. So they're like, okay, we're going to give you this. So then the audience is like, okay, yeah. Like we're, we all just think that you're her best friend. And she's yep. so fucking good in that movie too. And it's like the it's the I think it's the best character of that book and the movie. And she fucking crushed it. And now I have to watch Ugly Betty. You do. Like truly, it's a great show. You I love you, it. Every character, hilarious. Like it is so good. I then I immediately went and found the screenplays and read those yeah. two. So good. I'm down. All right. And then someone said, lukewarm take. There should have been a more prominent Barbie song scene as Ken had the epic lengthy song, which was absolutely iconic. I truly think the only reason why they didn't do that is because I don't think Margot Robbie can sing. That's what I was going to say. Margot Robbie can't. I don't think she can sing. And also it was supposed to be like cringy and we don't want Barbie to be cringy. Like there's not a cringy thing with Barbie. Also, He's singing this in a battle with other kids. It's not like he's like singing it to someone else. He's like, I have to be the best of the best among who? Kins? Why? Because mm-hmm. you're a stereotypical kin that just beaches. And yeah, I just think that she wanted a <laughs> dance and song with Mickey Mouse Club Extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we got I, the Lizzo song at the beginning, we got two different versions. It's just she's not singing it. Margot's yeah. not singing it. We get a lot of songs that are Bar- Barbie centric, but it's just like Barbies aren't singing it. I wish, because I agree with this in the sense that like I do wish we had like the, because like when I think of the Barbie song, it is Ken. It's not like mm-hmm. any of the other ones because I also think the the soundtrack stands alone. I'm not going to fucking put on I'm Just Ken. Like, no, love, no. wonderfully composed, but like, I'm not just going to play it in my car. But I car. will listen to every other song. That's exactly. But I would have loved whether for the Lizzo song or Dua Lipa, if they did the, because they, they did the dance to the Dua Lipa song, mm-hmm. I would have loved if they did a full music video and all of the Barbies lip synced it as if like they were Dua Lipa. Like I would have loved yeah. something like that. Like I, I because I love a fucking old, give me a dance fucking mu- like music video. I want to see, put them in the cheese grater and make them dance. Like that's what <laughs> I want to see. I want to see belly rings. I want to see titties shaken. I want to see, I want to see like true religion, little shorts. Like I want to see, 
music video, music video. And if you're not going to get like, put them on a seamless background, do something like that. So I would have loved that and like a dance, a longer dance that included that whole dance sequence version in a music video um, because I would have loved that. I think that would have really, but maybe it's the Lizzo of it all is why that didn't happen. Yeah. I think, oh, someone said, I was going to ask you if you know what this means. Barbie hot take. I personally think they should have used the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. I think it's a superior one, but would love to know what you think. Was there a reference to Pride and Prejudice in it? Oh, I can't remember if it was this or something else I was watching. They do use, yes, they use a clip of Pride and Prejudice, but I think the reason they use it is because that British version of Pride and Prejudice, I don't know what the 2005 version is, but I think the one that you're referencing, Greta Gerwig is obsessed with British TV. Mm. And so, and a lot of the actors that are in this movie are British TV actors. Literally like 95 fucking percent of them. <laughs> I thought it was shot in the UK and then it was Australia. And I was like, so why are there so many British people in this? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, Greta Gerwig just loves the Ritz. Okay. Yes. And so I don't know if the 2005 version was... It is. UK? Okay. Well, they use a clip from that dude from Succession. They used his version of it. And no, so... No, that's the 2005 she... one. Oh, then that's what they used. So I... <laughs> I don't it has know, my then. doppelganger. Rosamund Pike's in that. It's the Keira Knightley one, right? Huh? I, I've never seen it, but I did see him in it. And I know that why people love his character on Succession is because of that. Makes more sense because, first of all, if you throw mutton chops on a man, I can't tell who that is. Like, that man is going to be a different person. Like, I genuinely, like, I don't know who you are. Like, yeah. I could see you walking down the street and I wouldn't know a thing just from the mutton chops. Like, it is, it transforms you. And this is not to say to bring mutton chops back. Actually, I would really love if we kept, kept mutton chops away. But like, I didn't even realize until maybe last month that that is the same man. Mm-hmm. Mutton chops, mutton chops make the man. So, I don't know. They did use a 2005 version. So, I'm not hmm. sure what you're referring to. Maybe it was just if there wasn't a Kira Knightley one. Both of men look like the other one is um what's his name from uh, Love Actually, Colin. Is it Colin Firth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they look. You throw mutton chops on both those men, indistinguishable. So that might have been the mix-up that they look exactly the fucking same. I could have thought it was the other one. Well, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. break and it's time for our final segment which is our wrong of the blank and this is the we'd like to nominate the worst of it and so this is the worst of the week or worst of the watch movie barbie would you like to go first who is your what is your worst my worst is and i haven't heard anybody talk about this but alan is a deadbeat and you're like why we get midge over there pregnant 
No one's talking about who she's married to and who she's pregnant by. It's Alan. Immaculate conception. Alan doesn't have a penis. <laughs> Alan, Alan is, not is penis. her husband. Alan, he, we don't even see them interacting in the whole Alan's movie. never fucked in his life. <laughs> Alan is a virgin. <laughs> Alan is her husband. Also, Alan's supposed to be Ken's best friend. We don't get any of that. Well, he tries. And he also leaves. He, at one point, he tries to leave when Sasha and Gloria are leaving. So he was just going to leave his wife, his pregnant wife, and not do anything about this. Like, he was just going to abandon her. So, Alan, deadbeat. Wow. He's a deadbeat. He's my deadbeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I never even thought about that. And um, here's the thing. I have double standards. And... I don't care. I I love Alan. I love Alan so much. And Alan, you want to abandon your pregnant wife and kid? Fine. Fine. Go for it. <laughs> um, my uh, wrong, my worst of the movie was that the movie ended. I was devastated. That is like really my like worst of thing because anything that I had like qualms about, like the, when I sat with it, I was like, no, this is this means this and this means this and X, Y, and Z and all that. Um, but it was that it ended. Like I was truly just devastated. It's like when you have specifically when you have a really like you get excited when you're at the Cheesecake Factory and they're bringing over your meal and you're like, oh my god, I'm so excited to eat this. And then you finish it and you're sad. Like you want it to, you want to eat it again, but like you're full and it's not going to be the same after the first. Like you know, once you've had like five, six bites of something, like it does that 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 novelty of it wears off, and it's never going to be the first time. And so like I think the worst thing of this movie is that I couldn't just sit there forever and it didn't just didn't go on forever and ever and ever. And like, I rarely feel that way about standalone movies. Like I feel that way a lot about series. I've said this about Gilmore Girls. Like people talk shit on the, um, uh, the Netflix reboot of it, like mm -hmm. the, the additional things. And my whole thing, I'm like, if I love something so much, I'm really good at being like, if I don't like something a minute, like, I'm just saying that that never happened. And like, it doesn't exist and it's not real. But like, when I love something like more is more, like I'm always going to, whatever I get, even if it's not the greatest, it's never going to ruin something for me. Like, I'm just going to enjoy what I've always liked and take it, leave the things that, that, that don't bring me joy. But rarely do I feel that way walking away from a full length movie. Like normally I'm like, they could have cut this or this was like lagged a little bit or like it was good. But like, you know, this was one where I was like, no, Greta, more. Just give me more. more. I just want more. The world of Barbie is so expansive. And I know she said that Greta's like, I don't want to do another do one of these, but I'm just like, let's get Skipper in there. Let's get Teresa. Let's get Chelsea. Chelsea. Let's get Christy. Like, there's so many other things that can be explored, and I want to see it. I was with yeah. one one of my guy friends, and he's like, "I'd love to see just a Ken movie." And I said, "No, no, it's an antithesis." You walked away with the wrong. With the, he, he's like, "I love this movie." Sit down and, and watch going, it again. He's like, yeah, and he's like, "I want to see a Ken movie," and I was like, "No, no, no, just watch La La Land. That's the Ken movie." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, correct. I would also like. I would even love a president barbie tv show mm -hmm. like i'd love that yes or even just I shorts too. i like at the near the end of the movie when president barbie has her speech where she's coming down the stairs and she's like motherfucker and i was like this is all isa this is it, isa. Oh, i was like there's no way that they wrote these lines. like i think greta was like big fan 
do what you want to do. Uh-huh. Her and Kate McKinnon. Yes. I feel like they both were just like, yes. Kate McKinnon's like, I want to be in the splits the whole time. Like, it was just like, there There are some people that I'm like, you're just, you're, you're a personality. You're a personality hire and a personality cast. And you did not probably get the same privilege as everyone else who's like, so excited to take these words written by Greta. It's like, Isa, just do you. When she goes, mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing the whole time. Yep. Oh, so good. Because you know they were working, because she's just inserted in places. So they're just working around her schedule and just like, do what you want to do. <laughs> Literally. Literally. And they changed the whole fucking dance before. And so she had to like, yeah. that was so funny. Chevy, congratulations on the sponsorship of a lifetime, GMC as a whole. Because they got the Chevy drop top, the, the little convertible that they're in, the I Corvette. I not pay attention. To, like, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what kind of car it was. Oh, yeah. And, um, Gloria's car was also a Chevy. They're in Suburbans, which is a Chevy. There's Hummers. Jeep is part of the GMC group. So they're mm-hmm. getting all the <laughs> congrats. Congrats. Wow. Look at that money. Mm-hmm. That's an American, right? American? American-made cars. American-made. American-made. I liked when they were driving back into Barbie land and uh, Sasha asked, do giant hands come to play with you? And then Margot goes, no, that would be weird. As if that's the weird thing. Yeah, like, what the hell? And then Will Farrell, he in his speech, he said, I got into this because of little girls in their dreams in the least creepy way possible. It's so fucking mad. Like, it's just so funny and mm-hmm. exactly what everybody thinks. What was your favorite outfit? I I really like the jumpers that they had on when everybody was being rescued. Well, that's because we would wear those. Yes. Like we would wear those regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love a boy. It's a boiler shirt. I love a boiler yeah. suit. But like all of it was great. All of it was great. I like I'm... the rollerblading one. Oh yeah, you can buy the rollerblades. Well, that's how I broke my tailbone. So I mm-hmm. don't not getting back on those wheels. I I don't belong on that many wheels. Four wheels. Maybe two, not that many. Actually, how many are on? There's a lot on there. Four. It makes it worse. When we lived in Kansas, we had a basement that wasn't finished, and we just turned it into, like, a roller skating rink, and so we used to be down there in our rollerblades all the time. That's like a sitcom, like, house thing. Like, that's, like, that's not a real thing. That's fun. It's like making the bottom. Like, we just filled it with water, and now it's a pool. Yeah. Like, we just would go down there. That was what we'd do. Go down there and rollerblade. I would have loved that. I was obsessed with the gingham dress. I thought it was so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. And the the cowgirl outfit, obviously. And I am... Yes. Obviously, the strike was the reason why I didn't dress up as Barbie. But I did feel like everyone thought everyone else was going to dress up as Barbie for Halloween. And so I saw not that many Barbies. Nobody did it. And I was like, God damn it. Because now I feel like my, if everyone's going to do it next year, or is everyone going to do the same thing? Or like, I'm going to think everyone's going to do it next year. But uh, I also saw a tweet that really made me laugh where someone was like, how do I get my vo- volume in my hair like this? It looks so good. And it was like a screenshot of Barbie. And I'm like, the girl is wearing four wig. wigs. Yeah. That's, that's not even one wig. That is multiple wigs. And everybody was like, and they, people were trying like wigs. And the person was like, okay, cool. So what kind of wigs? And I was like, oh, I love that you were like, if I'll, I'll wear the wig if that's how I get that volume. I love the commitment. Mm-hmm. Another reason why they should have had Trixie. Trixie knows a thing or two about wigs. <laughs> she could have helped, yeah. About layering wigs. Yep. Oh, also, shout out to Ruth Handler, creative Barbie. They made a joke about her at the end. It's like, I'm not perfect. I had a double mastectomy and IRS issues, which was true. I, <laughs> she I had looked cancer. it up the second I left. <laughs> yeah. And also, 
at several investigations of producing fraudulent financial reports. What have I said? We need more women in crime. It's an underrepresented area. Yeah. She lived till she was 85. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, anything else you think we're good? We're good. I could talk about this movie forever. I could too. I could too. I'm so glad everyone else was like so excited about this. Like we got so many messages. People being like, oh my God, I'm so happy we can talk about this. Like I love this. And this is like one of those movies that like the discourse will be infinite. And just kudos to Greta Gerwig because obviously she didn't, she didn't uh, originate Barbie, but she wrote this script and yeah, this. And I'm so glad the other one didn't happen for multiple reasons. <clears throat> Uh, this <laughs> Ladybird, which I don't love Ladybird because like fuck Sacramento, but that's literally the entire point of the movie. Um, I'm sure I could watch it again and enjoy it a bit more. It was just a little too close to home, uh, literally, literally. and figuratively. <laughs> and then, uh, but her rendition of Little Women is like one of, I mean, I, it was the one, it was the one rendition of Little Women that like actually made me, no offense, care about Little Women besides the book. Like I just really okay. didn't like the movies about it and the book i was like okay like the book is like fine but it didn't hit me at all and like her rendition of this i was like oh you your your work will be continued to be talked about in like the even like your picking of actors and the people you want to work with and like how you do all of this like yeah it's there i love female i love women directors i love women directors and um i'm so happy that this set the tone hopefully that women directors there should be more and they should be paid so i think we're going to get a lot better movies moving mm-hmm. forward i think it was a really great step do i need to watch ladybird now i mean not ladybird i've seen ladybird uh little women she so i'll tell you offline why you'll like so i okay. from a writing perspective yeah and i'll explain okay. to you why later because when i was um a child and i think i've talked about this before Whenever there was a rainy day and we watched movies in when I was in second or third grade, they made us watch that one little women movie. It from, was your Gandhi. And I had to watch it all the time. And oh. I hated that fucking movie because yeah, of nope. that. And so it's just burnt me on little women. Fair. Fair. I feel the same way about Gandhi. But Gandhi also sucked. But not sucking was this movie. And I would watch it over and over again. Me too. It's great. I love it. And it will change the way that I live my life. This is like my mm-hmm. personality now. And you said mm-hmm. that. You're like, this movie's about I, to become our entire personality. Yes. And when I left the theater, I said, you are right. This is my personality. Yep. And you're like, I'm so glad you can join me because my personality's beat been here. <laughs> Don't be surprised when you just see me wearing Barbie costumes as just an outfit. Yeah. They're just outfits. They're just outfits. They're just outfits. But it's not just outfits. Mm-hmm. It's life. Barbie is life. (laughs) Barbie is life. So on that note, we hope you all enjoyed. Um, If you have other requests of content you would like us to do for What Am I Watching, you can slide into our DMs, our ones of the podcast account or our personal ones. Let us know. It can be episodes of TV shows, usually pilots. It's like that, unless it's something that's like very much a one-off or movies or anything. It can be old, new, but something that you think would be a fun discussion. And yeah. We hope you enjoyed. Stay pink. Stay gorgeous. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. We'll circle back. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. 
Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.